I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip hop by the numbers on Twitter. I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. I'm director of the Venom of Wildlife. I love the hip hop, which is knowledge and money, digging nitty. Shit off today, man. Charlie's, Charlie's out here today. We were meant to do GCJ this week, and then Charlie's just like, I have to listen to two albums. I don't really want to do GCJ. Is there anything else Fuck we can off. do? And I'm like, Wait, do you want to do that one you want to do? Yeah, yeah, Fuck. let's do that one. Oh. Fuck off. That is not how it went down. You're chatting shit. Don't put You need put another You name. need another six weeks to discover the difference between Juicy J and oh. Jeezy, man. Okay, yeah, that's a genuine problem. Like the fact the fact that I actually keep flubbing on that, I have I have no idea why I keep doing it. Yeah, but blanking. I just keep it just keeps happening. I don't know why. It's probably because I've I have like no experience with any both of them. So they just both, and both of their names start with J, and they just both, like, they, I don't know, they both just blend in for me. Obviously, if you guys have actually listened to them, like, it's clearly obvious that there are completely different people, but, <laughs> yeah. hey man, J, Juicy, like, uh, come on man, Jeezy, Juicy, like, bro, like, it's... it's <laughs> juicy it's, J it, was in three I don't say it's easy, mafia. but it happens, bro. <laughs> huh? I know, bro, I know, I know, I know what, I know what it, I know... I know, bro, but I just, I just, it's just consistent Freudian slip. I don't know how, why I keep doing it, but it keeps happening. So it is what it is, and it's, and it's not because I, I just have to listen to uh, Juicy J albums. It's because I was busy this week. Leave it out. No, no, you're good, you're good. Because I agreed with Charlie. Shit too, bro. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do any research right, this week. Me. I did a little bit of research this week, but. Uh, it's it's gonna be this gonna be a weird app. Yeah, I've got nothing it, prepared except a. Was it fun research? It is fun research. This was actually like because I like statistics. I do the statistics stuff. You know, like you know, normally normally really? I have to. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the statistics. Oh, wow. You know, but normally I have to like go and discover you know everything about an artist, and it, it's just you know I get a bit tired of that sometimes. And sometimes it's fun to just do some some statistical shit, and that's what we got this week. We got a we got a hell of a lineup to discuss. It look just looking at this lineup, wow, some of these artists on here, man. You guys are gonna want the deep dive on these. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be the first time you've heard of them in two years. Um, hi Ben, how's your week been? What have you been listening to this week? Uh week's been pretty garbage, but I listen to some. I listen to a lot. I listen to. Uh, I'm gonna go from best to worst as always. Uh, Rock Marciano, Marciano, Mount Marcy. Um. <coughs> Excuse me, I I find it very ironic that Rock Marciano is probably one of the grittiest artists in the game. Yet he's he's just so slick. He's so damn slick, man. And he's an enigma by choice because he actively avoids mainstream distribution channels. He just drops product on his own terms. And I was talking to someone about this. Very interesting. And we're both big fans of marketing in the industry and like uh, analyzing it. This is really the first time that 
Rock has been accused of gouging or you know making some sort of marketing mistake because what he did was he sold exclusive digital copies of this album for forty dollars, and people thought it was a bit steep to ask forty dollars for an MP3 of the album, which I can totally understand, you know, because even back in the day when you think about it, we only used to pay twenty bucks max for a CD. Um, on this occasion, the product is probably worth it uh, if you like Rock Marciano because. You're going to go back to this regularly. Schoolboy Q pops up with one of his best guest verses in years, uh, which is actually saying a lot because he always drops fire on a guest verse. Marciano just holds court with these mm. like street tales that vary in severity and descriptiveness, but they never cease to engage you. I thought it was well worth the purchase. You know, I actually thought it was a really good product. And I've been diving into this whole idea of music as art during the week with the Griselda post on the, you know, the the amount of money people are paying for their vinyls. And I'm all for it, man. I'm absolutely all for it. I don't want all artists to be going down this route because we're going to go back to the dark days where I could buy one album every two weeks and then I'm never going to be able to discover really new music. But, you know, if artists like this want to do this, Totally all for it, and I'm happy to support them. St. John, while the world was burning, I didn't really know much about St. John, except that someone in my DMs has been DMing me for at least six months telling me to check him out, and uh, I finally did. So thank you for being so insistent on that. Um, This is a great album. I I really do think that I'll be listening to this regularly in the future. So the way that I thought about this, imagine if Don Tolliver were talented, and you have St. John. Because he's totally at home on trappy instrumentals, syrupy smooth, lyrical content that borders on toxic, but just enough to make you feel safe when it inevitably resonates with you. You know when you're listening to a toxic artist and it's resonating with you and you're like, man, am I a bad person? Damn. But on this, St. John's just like, it's not super toxic, so it's okay to kind of for it to resonate. Kanye feature is his best in forever. I think... Probably since like cops shot the kids, or maybe the what was the song? Uh, what would Meek do? I think he was on on Push's album. Uh, this is just a quality release. Um, actually, then we get into Meek. Meek Mill dropped Quarantine Pack, and I really think that Meek's versatility is very underrated because I think people just assume, and I used to be one of these people. He just yells all the time, just yells at the mic, but that's his vocal pitch, not his flow. So he just, on, on these beats, if you haven't listened to this and you think Meek Mill is just a one-dimensional artist, it's only four tracks. Go listen to this. He skates over these, man. Every song is powerful. He grabs this dude, okay, Vori, who sounds suspiciously like Tori. I don't know who Vori is. I've not heard of Vori before. No offense to you, Vori, but huh? you do sound a bit like Tori. And, uh, you know, this guy just provides the warmth while Meek just goes off lyrically and technically... I feel like he's two points away from being the vo- the most vital MC we have right now. He has one foot on that side of it and the other foot on like the club, flashy, flaunting pop side. I would much prefer mm. him to just hop into the conscious side fully because the emotion he can show and the ability he has to express himself passionately is very rare in the mainstream right now. He has a classic album in him. I just don't know when we're going to get it. Uh, my Brother's Keeper by Baby. Uh, fuck man this, this one surprised me a lot like 
he's just going to continue his upward trajectory because he's way more versatile than we gave him credit for. I remember when everyone was just shitting on him a few albums ago for trying to sing and trying new flows and more melodic, melodic <laughs> like textures. Yeah, people, Charlie came in. Did you shit on him? I certainly did. I mean, that one singing track he had on the, on Blame on the Baby. Uh, but, I fucking yeah. went in, man. I was like, nah, this is not it. But again, it's the same yeah, thing with it? the, you know, it's the same thing I did. Oh, there's another artist I did this with a couple of weeks ago. And they've just, he's improved, man. He's improved. I have to eat my own words because this is, this whole melodic thing is really bearing fruit. This album is really dark. It's heartfelt. He's obviously speaking on the death of his brother by suicide. He dives deep into so many issues, like his own desperation and not being able to help his anger at being left out of the process and then abandoned, his guilt, the way his family are handling it, it's fucking deep, man, and it hit me hard in the chest because his portrayal of the process of suicide from the outside is right on par with what I've experienced and what I've heard others say they experience. So huge respect for baby, man. Like He was so vulnerable on that project. Uh, the Recession 2 by Jeezy. I love this, man. I really like this. I don't know why I disliked Ignatius by Jadakiss, but I like this. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're similar projects. Very, uh, they're, they're heading in the, the more mature direction. And um, yeah, the only songs I didn't like were maybe the Neo and Demi Lovato tracks because they were just, I don't know why Jeezy feels the need to do that. I mean, I guess he wants to do it, so that's fair. Um, the E40 verse was amazing. Yo Gotti uh, slayed his feature. So that was a great project. Uh, Chomp by Russ. <laughs> Russ Russ killed this, man. Russ absolutely killed this, man. Like, uh, he gets Crook, Absol, Buster Rhymes, Black Thought, Benny the Butcher, and he gets Primo and Ninth Wonder on production. I think Alchemist was on there as well. And he doesn't miss a single beat. He goes bar for bar with every one of these rappers. Um, on the Joe Budden podcast, Joe said that Russ spent like 18 months writing every single bar of this verse. And then he gave like the guests like a week to, to hand their verses in so that he wouldn't sound like he got out rapped. But hey man, mm. I don't care. If you can if you can rap alongside these guys who and they were all rapping at their peak. Like none of them none of them dumbed it down. Absol especially verse was amazing. I don't know, man. Shout out to Russ. That was great. Uh then we get onto another much clowned artist, French Montana, C B five. I'm I'm a French apologist, man. Like, I like French. But um, this album is not it. I don't... Oh, guys, we found him. We found what? <laughs> the one French Montana fan in existence. We found him. We found him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. No, we we're him. out there, bro. We're out there. We just can't say it. Because people like you, fucking like shit on us so hard, man. Look, the guest list on this. <laughs> Jim Jones, Lil Dirt, <laughs> Pop Smoke, Jack Harlow, Chinks, Max B, Young Boy, Benny, ASAP Rocky, Currency. Holy shit, the samples are wild too, man. Genuinely wild. The amount of money this album must have cost. And it's mid. It's mid. You know, someone said to me, someone was being a genuine French apologist in replies to me and said that, you know, French always recoups via his videos. I'm like, bro, his last 10 videos have got less than 10 million views. He's struggling. He's down bad. But, like, he's he's getting some fucking features, man. This is a real disappointment. I did not enjoy that. What did you listen to? Um, started off with that Saber Cup stud or Cup stud. I'm not sure how to say it. Uh, Conke. Still don't know how to say it. Might be Conke. 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 I don't know. Um, but yes, it's. 
I love this album. I love this album. So uh, I talked about these guys last year, I swear I did, for Athena. Um, and uh, that one was very uh, Africa-based in terms of just like um, content especially. Um, this one is a bit more... A bit more rounded in a lot of things. Um, so the group is a, I think, a quartet, multinational. Um, I think like a two, uh, two, uh, two people based in Africa and uh, two people based in Europe. I forget the country specifically. Um, so yeah, it's just a full. It's just a really well full-bodied um, hip hop uh, soul projects, and there's just so many good flavors coming around. Uh, there's a few tracks here and there where uh, the vocalists speak in their native tongues and it's just mad fascinating. There's like an innocence towards this. Um, a track I really love is The Kingdom and uh, that comes through with some really nice just back and forth between the male and female. Um, but yeah, there are a few tracks like that has this um, like childlike, um, I guess like a childhood, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, childhood sweetheart kind of vibe going on. Um, and very, um, yeah, very uh, aspirational kind of uh, things. Uh, There's a bit in one song where, like, uh, the dude says, like, I want pace like Raheem Sterling and stuff like this. And, and <laughs> it's just, it was very interesting in terms of how they done it. But, yeah, the instrumentation's amazing. I love the, I just love the flavours in this uh, album. It's amazing. Uh, Friend of 5e, Neat, comes through with another album called In Instad. Stadd, instead. So he basically <laughs> describes this uh, centers around the extreme stark dynamics of inner city black culture and how it affects day to day existence with diminishing resource and, and development. Many things shift internally pertaining to a person's well being. Um, so yeah, this is um, a real, a real nicely balanced uh, hip hop album. Uh, Do comes from Chicago. If you guys haven't, uh, if you guys don't know who he is, and he. Uh, he regularly talks about that kind of life a lot, and especially in this album, it's very rooted in just like what he sees from a day-to-day life. Um, so yeah, it's a very fascinating album, uh, definite uh, solid listen. My boy Khan coming through back with another one, Vivid Canvas. The thing I love about this guy, right, is that like some some projects are great, some projects aren't all great, um, but every time it's different, and that I appreciate. I I just appreciate how. He just switches up just just a little bit every every, every time, depending you know just maybe it's beats, maybe it's his voice, maybe it's how he delivers stuff, maybe it's how fast he goes. It's just different every time, and I love it. Um, for this one in particular, um, it's a very uh, I guess um, a more muted I think uh, listen in terms of the production. Um, comes through yeah just just really comes through the more just more sultry and he's he's much more calmer on this um there are some uh there are some uh, uh, songs where he just you know does that fast flow that he likes to do sometimes um but you know but he relaxes he relaxes on a lot of it so uh and i i just like the i just like the pace of it it's a very evenly paced album about 35 minutes 13 songs um pretty solid listen so if you want to listen to some decent hip-hop go for it tank and the bangers uh friend girls little ep from the from the gang i love this group because you literally cannot just i i it's impossible for me to describe how these <laughs> how this group sounds like in just in an, an, an overall sense like it's it's near impossible like for one uh, for for one thing they have like mad uh uh, mad features on here. They have like uh, people like Duckworth on here. 
PJ Morton, Chica. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of uh, other names I've kind of heard of, but haven't heard of at the same time. Uh, Christian Scott Atunde Aduja, I think, is one name. I think that's one name. Fascinating. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's six tracks. Um, and uh, yeah, every every track is just just sonically is just so different. Like uh, one track has this very I think it's TSA. I oh, know it's not TSA. It's Self Care. I think um, has a very ATL like uh, you know trappy kind of beat. Um, Friend Goals is uh, I think I think it's Friend Goals is a uh, uh, super soulful um, and very again another <laughs> another childlike kind of a kind of like a vibe to it. Yeah, man. Every track is just so. So different. I don't, I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it, but they do it with such ease, and it works every time. Um, and Tank just comes in with some solid uh, vocals, solid bars. She just she's a do all all rounder as well. So a shout to her. Uh, Megan the Stanley, good news. Yeah, Ben's on crack. I don't know what he's on about. Like it's, it's slaps. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like, I feel like you're putting a lot of um, emphasis on the first track, which like you know, while I enjoyed and I get what you mean in terms of the overall um, arc of her, you know story so far and in the future um bro the rest is 70 there's 16 tracks past that bro and you just yeah. couldn't I stop thinking about the first one i didn't like the Are other you serious? songs like, i didn't like a single track elsewhere on the, the album oh that's why gosh. i focused on the first look i listened to it once and i it didn't Mad. it didn't hit me i gotta re- i'll re-listen i'll re-listen Mad. it takes time sometimes. the only tracks the, the only that has to go that has to go that that hook has to go. I can't. Yeah, that was that, that's, that was a rough Jesus one. Christ, that's, the, that's that's an earworm in the in, in the negative sense. I, I uh, it's living rent like free. The rest in of that song head. is slapping, but but oh, there's a challenge to that, you know. Like oh my gosh, horrible. Um, main reason why I'm not on TikTok just to not hear that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Crybaby, uh, Crybaby, right? It's so fascinating. I think Crybaby is is too good. And let me explain why just briefly. It's too good because the baby and St- uh, Meg's chemistry is so so op. Like it's literally like to quote. Well, she she like she also mentions anime a lot. Um, this is literally Gogeta Vegito kind of vibes. Like it's just perfect. <laughs> when they just go uh, just do a track with each other, but it is to the detriment of the other features. Um, movie with little Dirk. Didn't rate. Um, Don't stop with Young Thug. While I love the beat to that, that beat is fucking knocks. Um, didn't love the Earth Thug feature on that. Uh, Big Sean and Two Chains, serviceable. I'll put I'll, I'll put it in that serviceable features. Um, but didn't really um uh, uh, grab me. Uh, intercourse with Popcorn and Mustard, like. Uh, I, I, you know, it's just, eh, do, do we really need the, do we really need the, the dance holy reggae track? Do we, like, we don't need it, do we? Like, I'm not sure who's going to Megan for a, for that kind of track, but, you know, each to their own, so it's all good. Um, do on the tip with City Girls, slaps, love it. Um, and yeah, apart from that, yeah, uh, Work That is a banger. Uh, outside, banger, Girls in the Hood. Oh, just when I heard that Boys in the Hood sample, oh my gosh. So good, just so good. I was, I was just waiting for her to just go. The girls in the hood, always. Oh, I, I knew she was gonna do it. Yeah, do it, do it. So good. But um, yeah. It's um, I personally prefer Fever. Um, prefer uh, honestly because um, she just is all over that in terms of just like her flow. Every track knocks. 
Um, there's not much deviation between uh, the tracks, which um, some people like, some people don't. I personally like. Um, while there is a little bit more variety on this, I guess, in terms of um, you know how uh, how she goes about with the features. Obviously, Scissor and Freaky Girls is interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, but uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just prefer, I just personally prefer Fever. Um, but this is a real good album. I, I like this album. It's a solid album. Uh, definitely worth a listen to anyone. Uh, shout out to Mick. Ah. And lastly, uh, the Tibbs. Uh, another shot fired. <laughs> um, I okay. This is this is gonna be effort to explain. But like, uh, think, think like just a like a real classic like uh jazz bands like in like a so they have like songs that can easily fit in something like a james bond film but they also have like music that can fit in like a guy Ritchie film um it's so crazy to me like i can't there's a description for it for this kind of music but it's just super throwback um Solid diet of like R and B, jazz, ska music, like fucking go ska vibes on a couple of these tracks, and uh, yeah, it's just so sixties and seventies. It's so clean. I, I I love it. It's such a clean album. I just saw it uh, advertised somewhere, and I was like, you know what? That fits my vibe. I'll I'll fuck with that. So uh, yeah, man. Shout out to the Tibbs, uh, and it also reminds me of Terry Tibbs. If you know, you know. Um, Shout out to Phone Shop. And uh, lastly, just a shout out to a uh, friend of 5 James J Flames. Uh, dropped a emotional hip hop instrumentals 2010-2013. Solid listen as well. Just wanted to th- uh, shoehorn that in. Shout out to the homie. Um, also, actually, he gave um, a real interesting five minute uh, video the other day about like how he left the shops the other day and like 30 youths <laughs> I would about to jump him. Um, but then he just like, he, he basically ID'd himself as not the person they're looking for. And I was just like, Raw, that's 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 fascinating, but yeah, man, uh, shout out to Jay Flames on that one, Jesus. Um, but anyway, we'll get into our topic, we, uh, which is up. a retrospective of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy on its tenth anniversary. I mean, we 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 probably should have done that, right? <laughs> nah, we don't need to do that. It's just been done to death. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, the only thing the only thing I have to say about the album, and um, you know. You, I, what, what, the only thing I can't, the only thing I can say that hasn't been said before, um, what well, has been said before, but I feel like should be said more. Nicki Minaj's British accent is horrible. It's it's disgusting. It, it's actually horrible. Like I don't know that that's probably the top five worst things Kanye has done, has allowed to be on his music. Like that that is horrible. Like Nicki Minaj speaking in a British accent should never happen. So you don't no, like? Do you not like no. that verse then? Because of that, it's not a verse. It's just her talking, and I'm just. Oh, like, you mean no at the start? There's no of, reason um, for it for me. On Dark Fantasy, you, you or whatever it is. Yeah, the skit. Dark Fantasy. Yeah, you yeah. could have gotten any. You could have gotten anyone. You could have gotten Naomi Campbell. Yeah, why didn't anyone. you do that? Like, it would have. Fuck knows, bro. Fuck knows. <laughs> Fucking fuck knows. I don't know, and I hate it. I love that song to death, but those first twenty seconds just do my fucking head in. Anyway. We move on to the actual topic of our episode, and um, I don't know what to. I don't know how to to, to like put it in a nutshell. Um, so instead, I'll just explain myself. So, a few years ago, um, I had this um, dominating thought to myself, and uh, I I was looking in my archives and just seeing if I've ever talked about it explicitly or written about it explicitly. Um, 
there may be there may be a couple of tweets here and there, but but I I guess I haven't sp- spoke about it explicitly. But you just have to take my word for this one. Um, so a few years ago, and I think this is in conjunction with like the double XL freshman list in a way. Um, I think that's where the origins of it, from in my opinion, came. Uh, it, it, in my opinion, <laughs> in my in my thoughts, uh, where it actually was, the seeds were planted, so to speak, because um, it was that year where like uh, it was like triple X. Um, that 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 one, that one, like the one with uh, Tentacion and a few others. I, f- I forget. I think like, Ugly God, maybe. I'm not 20, sure. Like 2018 I, I, or something. Kamaya. Like 2017. Yeah, 2017. I think 2017, 2018. Yeah, Kamaya. I think was on there. Uh, yeah. Look out for yourselves. And uh, I did not call called, uh, called uh, why is th- why is this still a thing? Like in you know, uh, kind of a homage to the John Oliver uh, 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 the thing that he does on the on the side on the side. Um. And it got me thinking uh, that in that moment of like these artists that are coming through right now are coming through on a different on a different plane, so to speak. Like at that point, it was obviously you know SoundCloud most of the time, you know Triple X, Ugly God. Uh, you can name a few others, and we obviously will name a few during this episode. Um, and that was one that was one way. But the way I was thinking about it in terms of like a long game picture. Right, you've come through through SoundCloud, and you know some artists that we're going to name have you know gotten through on memes alone, right? And uh, obviously from the names you will gather which ones are which ones are which. But I was thinking, I was just like, so what what happens when the memes die off? Like, because as we all know, meme culture is extremely fast. Like you, you, you can be a meme for like a month, and then boom, nobody's using the meme again. Like literally, nobody's using it ever again. Like it's gone, right? And you know, there was there was a few of them. There was a few of those moments, and uh, coming to now, uh, about three years later, so to speak, um, a lot of those artists that you know came off of uh, either you know. SoundCloud or just you know non non traditional means let's just say that and uh, have especially thrived through meme culture. I I'm not hearing much about them these days. Uh, I'm I'm am just fine. I'm just finding that very interesting to me. So um, I would gloat, but like I said, I don't really have any concrete evidence of me saying this beforehand. So I just want to explain that um, you know where, where I was thinking. Um, you could take my word for it if you want, <laughs> but deal with it. Uh, but yeah, I just find it interesting that uh, the artists, for, some of the artists we're about to go through, um, uh, haven't really um, gotten anywhere in the past couple of years. They kind of fell off um, in in very quick fashion. And uh, you know, th- there are some, there are some, um, you know, uh, just to, just to say before we begin, like uh, there are some where uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, they haven't really, uh, uh, you know, t- had the opportunity to move forward. Um, obviously, a couple of them have died in a few in the past couple of years. So I'm gonna obviously gonna refrain from talking to the, uh, talking about those particular artists um, because obviously that's a bit different. Um, but the ones that are living and the ones that I feel and uh, I guess Ben has an inkling of who I want. <laughs> to be talked about i mean i did give him a list but uh, you know uh, and he got a couple more for himself um uh, i just feel have uh, fallen off and uh, i just wanted to uh, i guess uh, dissect that 
shout out to Cole Kushner on that front. And um, yeah, I just I, I just found it an interesting uh, little case study because this was supposed to be a, a, a bites topic, um, I think for volume five. And then I suggested to Ben like this, we could probably do an hour on this, couldn't we? Um, and he was and he was like, yeah, I probably could um, if I get some you know get some good numbers on it. And I was like, let's do that. So uh, here we are. And with that said, we hop off um, as I eat my food that I was literally just uh, given to <laughs> halfway during this uh, diatribe uh, that you guys will never hear. <laughs> I have got a spoon. I'm annoyed. And uh, we head all the way to Sydney, Australia to knock on Ben's door and uh, get in some research. So, uh, Ben, what have you got for us today, mate? <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, yeah, so... I'm, you like that? You like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking good, cunt. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go in a bit of a. Di- <laughs> I'm gonna go in a bit of a different direction here. So, firstly, when we're talking about falling off, uh, Charlie and I don't put much stock in commercial numbers when it comes to an artist, whether we think they're good or not. No. But in this sense, we're talking about that. So, like, you know, uh, an example is Lil B. You might say the Lil B fell off the map. And no one talks about him anymore. I'm always checking for Lil B's music. I don't care if anyone's talking about him. I, I just don't care. It's the same with Jeezy. Jeezy or even 2 Chains. 2 Chains theoretically fell off. I'm still checking for his music. So that's just um, off rip. We're going to be talking about their commercial fall-offs and their loss of relevancy. But personally, I don't actually view that as falling off. I'm uh, all about quality, but I'm also a numbers person. Um, and secondly... You know, I find this interesting. Like the, the first thought I had about this whole topic was this happens all the time. Like this has happened in every uh, iteration of hip hop throughout the years uh, where we get a wave and there's a bunch of people surfing the wave and then the wave crashes and some stay on shore, walk up, become part of the greater conversation. Most get dragged back out to sea and they try and reinvent themselves, hop on the next wave, you know, so... I think, you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about this particular era in hip-hop, we have to go back to kind of its its birthplace, which is in Atlanta, of course. And, uh, you know, we're discussing, well, I mean, in my view, we're discussing the Atlanta trap sound, which is masterminded almost wholly at the beginning by Gucci Mane, which is kind of fitting since he and Jeezy, who were both trap kings, had their battle last week. And Zaytoven. Zaytoven, absolutely. Um, Zaytoven and Gucci Mane were massive around this time. Uh, Gucci's influence, uh, I'll speak on that because I know the most about that, man. He discovered Mike Will made it. He collaborated with Future before Future was doing anything. He was around Nicki Minaj before Nicki blew up. Young Thug has been at pains to explain how influential Gucci's been to him. Migos was discovered via Gucci Mane. Waka Flocka. Rich Homie Kwan, like Billboard had this um, this article once, maybe 2018, and it listed like all these relevant trap artists and how they'd all, you know, trace their roots back to Gucci. It's insane. But then the aforementioned Little B also has a hand in this because, you know, Charlie obviously name dropped a lot of artists from the SoundCloud generation, which is the generation that Little B fathered. So the idea for Little B, and you, you know, listeners might not even know who Little B is, like... He's, he's underground, like he's pretty underground. But the idea for Little B seemed to be to put out basically bedroom recordings at a frenetic pace. And he created this do-it-yourself empire that turned into one of the most admired empires and artists in hip-hop history. You know, when he got jumped by, uh, I think it was Ski Mask's crew, like last year or the year before, 
there was like universal dislike. Like, why would you jump little B? He's like a very pure soul, you know, and the music he makes is very pure. And of course, we got the tour part one, which is one of the most influential mixtapes. You know, that was Young Thug going absolutely bonkers next to Rich Homie Kwan. I think that was 2014. Um, and I feel like if Future is the trap metronome, then Young Thug is every instrument. You know, like Young Thug just does everything. So I guess my version of this is that, and I've got a list of people here that we're going to talk about. But what I've also done, and I'll say this before we even, you know, I'm not going to hit Charlie out of the blue with this. I've got the 2010 generation, I've called it. So we've got Rich Homie Kwan, Lil Pump, Designer, Lil Yachty, Kevin Gates, Fetty Wap, Kodak Black, Lil Uzi Vert, Chief Keef, Migos, Waka Flocka, Future, Richard Kid, 21 Savage, Sheck West, and Lil Skies. And I've tracked their first Hot 100 entry, their last Hot 100 entry, their peak on the Hot 100 chart, their Billboard 200 peak, how many Billboard 200 entries, how many Hot 100 entries. Like I, And I've got this stat called their lifespan, right? And then the sing, how many singles mm. they dropped after their lifespan. So for some artists in here, I've not even done statistics because their lifespan continues. Uzi, Future, Rich the Kid, 21 Savage, Migos, they don't have statistics because they're still going. You know, they're still at the peak of their relevance. Sure. Um, but the singles after their lifespan is very interesting to me and the lifespan stat is subjective so for example an artist like uh let's have a look here i've got yachty here man i've got yachty um and i've got him at four years so yachty dropped an album this year and it went it, it charted pretty high uh and he dropped oprah's bank account i think it was either this year or late last year and it went 55 on the billboard on the hot 100 but the reason i've included uh, the reason i've ended his lifespan is because this is nowhere near his peak Okay, it's clear that he's diminished. And when he had Oprah's bank account come out, it had Drake and DaBaby on it. So there are artists on here that I'm going to talk about, and you'll be like, yeah, but they popped up on, you know, so-and-so song, and that went number 10 or something. Nah, man, not popping up on someone's song. Like, you gotta, you got to actually be able to propel something to, you know, close to your peak to still be relevant, in my view. So I've done that with the 2010 generation, but to prove my point... I've gone back in time and I've found artists that, you know, have gone through this exact same situation over time. And these artists, I've got Cannabis, I've got Farside, I've got Onyx, Shine, Foxy Brown, Coolio, Lloyd Banks, Memphis Bleak, and Freeway, all gone through very similar situations to the artists that we're going to talk about in the 2010 generation but you'd be hard pressed to find someone who's going to say maybe apart from Coolio, but you're not. No one's going to be like, oh man, Shine was garbage. You know what I mean? So like my my whole point in this is going to be, this has been happening forever. I mean, Rakim barely charted after Eric B and Rakim. Like you know that was kind of the end of his commercial relevance. So Ghostface doesn't chart anymore. Does Ghostface had like a four year run, five year run? Does that mean Ghostface is in this kind of category? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, it's just been happening forever. And I like this generation anyway. Like, the only person on this list whose music I don't like, obviously, I don't like Lil Pump very much at all. Um, not a big Lil Skies fan. Haven't really listened to much Sheck West. Apart from that, I like everyone on this list. So, yeah. Okay. Well, well, my my point, my point really, um, 
was like not that this is the first time this ever happens, right? Mm. <laughs> that was that was exactly my my point. My point, I think, um, was more about uh, I guess adding on to the 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 landscape we are at at the moment. Right, so when you mentioned someone like the Far Side, who I saw live literally in January, so you know there's there's they're still existing, obviously, right? But um, I don't, uh, but you know, I th- I don't think the group even actually, I mean, I saw two, there were two of them there, um, and obviously that's not the whole group, so you know, so it's not exactly the full squad anymore, um, but you know, I I get what you mean on that front. My point is more about the landscape. Um, in conjunction with these uh, uh, 2010 generation lifespan, I think I think that's where that's where I'm trying to, uh, I guess, add focus and I guess instead provide more commentary on um, how uh, how artists these days uh, are getting. I guess consumed not in just the not in just the uh, I guess the uh, music machine sense, but also in the meme culture sense and just the general social popularity matrix sense, whatever you want to call it. Right, that's <laughs> just three words. I just threw out there. Right, so with someone like uh, and the per- the perfect example for me personally out of those guys um, is designer. Like he's dropped. Like I swear he dropped this year. I think I think you I think you mentioned it. Uh, I either yeah, dropped this yeah. year or last year, right? Yeah, exactly. He dropped, right? Designers, sorry I to cut you, cut you, but designers dropped ten singles past his lifespan. So his lifespan was one year, twenty sixteen. Right. It ended ten singles, um, four Hot One Hundred entries out of a shitload of songs. So yeah, that's yeah. an exa- That's a good example. He and Fetty Wap are probably the two best examples of who continued past their lifespan without hitting at all. Yeah. So. So with those, so with those two examples, right? The, the the thing I'm getting at here is not exactly about um, you know whether their music, you know, improved or got worse or whatever. It's, it's not you know, it's not really about that to be honest. For me, it's just about how they were consumed in the beginning, and how they were just immediately just <laughs> like Timmy, 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 turn gone um, <laughs> from the from the actual landscape. Like, and even with and, and focusing on designer specifically is even more fascinating because he was on obviously good music, right? And he had Kanye on the Panda uh, music video with him. Um, he basically had a, had half his song on uh, on Pablo, right? He was set. He he was he was getting that's that's a that's a good hype train uh, as 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 I could describe the term hype train. Be on Kanye's album and have a hit song like that's a that's a hype train if I've ever heard of one, right? And then after what, what was that album drop? What was the, what was the name of it? The old English something like that. After that, poof, gone, vanish. <laughs> like David Copperfield, gone. Right? It's it's just fascinating to me, and I feel like the these disappearances. Um, and I'm saying, obviously, you know, figuratively, I can look up designer right now, and he's probably still doing stuff. Obviously, right? You can you could follow designer if you want. Um, that's that's not the point. Um, but I'm just talking it. I'm just talking about it. And I'll, and I'll use your comparisons, right? In the 2000s with the cannabis is in that, like you know, with someone like cannabis, that was more about, uh, I guess, uh, 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 what 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 was the what was the what was the thing that he did uh, like during a rap battle? Did he he brought out his rap book or something like that? He was like. I can't freestyle, 
but I got some hot rhymes on here. And then as soon as that happened, plummet. He did some dumb shit. I mean, he tried (laughs) a beef. He tried beef with LL and he got ended. And then he obviously tried beef with Eminem and he got ended. And then his first album came out and it was shitty beats. And it was just like this kind of like poppy thing where he was a genuine spitter and he got ended. So he did some he did some pretty dumb shit, man. Like not not some okay, very right. unintelligent stuff in in the scheme of things. Like he didn't read the room very well. Exactly. So, and and that's a great that's a great phrase. Reading the room. That's a great phrase. And I want to add that right quick. Right. So, you have you have to read the room in these cases at all times in your profession, wherever you are, you have to read the room, especially in creative uh, uh, industry, so to speak, right? If you don't see the landscape and just go, hmm, where do I fit in this? And you just allow yourself to uh, allow yourself to do whatever. Um, and, you know, at some point, <clears throat> people are just going to leave you behind. I, I think that people are going to leave you behind no matter who you are. Um, so for some people it may take a decade for some people it may take a month but it happens nevertheless if you don't read the room right I feel like for somebody like designer and you know and, and you know, I will say as a caveat for you know all of these eyes right there are other people in their you know team or whatever maybe the A&R failed them right there, there could be many reasons for why they fall off but I'm sticking to just the overall uh zooming out as hot as as wide as possible just to see like from a from a glance how these people became like because that panda that panda meme was all over the fucking uh, all over the shop if nobody was going panda panda to you right in in that in that year alone like where were you right <laughs> you know what I mean? it, it was it was legit but some people but it just didn't it just didn't take it it just didn't take it just did not take it and did not run with it at all. Um, you know, another example I'll just throw out and I'll let you, I'll let you uh, respond if you want. Um, Lil Yeti, which is kind of interesting uh, in the middle, uh, because I st- while I still hear of him sometimes, I think he acts as well now. Um, not that I'm checking for Lil Yeti, the actor. Um, <laughs> um, bro, he had a Sprite commercial with LeBron James, like... <laughs> He he had he had he had clout, right? He he had clout, um, and you know again, uh, I, the only time I hear of him is when uh, Annie Fantano uh, drops a review on him for whatever reason. So, I mean, and you know we can we can we can we can say it's depending on you know where our um, where we look at things. You know, you you obviously actively look more to these eyes than I do. Um, you may follow them. I don't know, right? But for me personally, I see them as like they were really high at one point culturally and also from a chart perspective, I guess, right? And then they just went poof. And that just fascinates me in this particular landscape they're at at the moment when you link social media, when you link meme culture, uh, where you link uh, where the music industry is at, at the moment, how they chew people and spit them out. It's just fascinating to me. It really is fascinating. It's com- I find it's completely different in a way to the others that you mentioned in like the 2000s, for example. Hmm. Can I ask a question? So you're not saying there's anything particularly different about this. You just want to really discuss because, because the way, when you were talking, I'm like, well, you know, you're a lot younger than I. So my, I'm thinking of my version of that in the prior generation was like 
Jaquan, Tipsy, Chingy right there, uh, Soldier Boy, <laughs> you know, Laffy Taffy, Classics. you know what I mean? Like Classics. Lil John had a couple of joints. So it's more about what is happening now rather than saying this is a very unique thing that's really not happened before. Is that is that correct? Like how is the, what the mechanism is now? It's unique in the sense of the landscape that we're at now. While it's not unique that mm. people have had a you know a sharp a sharp rise and a very very even sharper fall, right? While that's not different, um, with you know stuff like Jaquan, which is a banger. I can't believe Tip- Tipsy was such a heater. Like just do, 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 do. yeah, I got oh, a fake ID. I got a fake ID though. <laughs> we had it. We had it. Yeah, I got a fake ID though. Um, you know that's a banger still, right? But he fell off, right? So but with that. the two thousands. Like, why? And, you know, that's that's maybe for another episode, right? But for this, I find it extremely unique in just the method it's happening now because it's so because it's so hard. I feel like it's harder to fall off. I feel like it should be harder to fall off. Let me say that. It should should be harder to fall off. When you have the social media accounts, all of that stuff, etc., 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 we have, like, all of these things at your disposal to grab attention and to grab people's eyes, right? Falling off now is so... You, you have... That has to be a real good... You have to fall off proper, like, to, to, to do it these days. I feel like. I feel like it's just... It, it seems, I feel like in a, in a, in the zoomed-out sense, in the, in the largest scope possible, it must be so fuck. It must be harder to fall off on purpose than to you know <laughs> than to fall off on accident or you know quote unquote accident <laughs> for for whatever reason you want to throw out there right that's that's just that's just where I'm getting at so it's 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 not unique in the sense of people falling off but it's unique in the way that people are doing it and how the hell can you do it these days and I'm sure if I go to Lil Yachty's uh, uh Instagram page I bet there's a few million followers on that but I don't see him. I don't see him on like the 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 like doing performances at the, the Grammys or the Billboard Awards or whatever you want to call them VMAs. You know what I mean? Any of those? So I don't see him on NBA All Star Celebrity Game. I don't see I don't see that. Like you know what I mean? Them tangible things that you know that may may or may not be um, force fed down your throat because we're always force fed them AMAs and VMAs them. Anything uh, name name an alphabet MAs like you know what I mean we're always force fed that shit on social media but I haven't seen them it must be so incredibly hard to fall off these days and I just that's just the thing I find fascinating and the thing I'm trying to I guess get to the bottom of here there's a lot of angles to that so let me start with firstly the tangible thing so I actually think so. So one of the things that I've discovered by doing these new uh, music release calendars and getting dragged when I say so and so is underground, and everyone's like, "Hey, I've got two million followers mm. on Spotify." I'm like, "What? I never, I never heard of this person before." I, mm. I invariably I go to I go to everyone's Instagram to make sure that these projects are actually dropping. So people send me X is dropping this, not X DMX, but this this rapper's dropping now. I have to go check. <laughs> And I go on these 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 Instagram pages. They've got like five million followers. I'm like, what the actual fuck, man? I never heard of you before. And so, 
I think, and then I'm going to tie it in with the Griselda thing where this idea of what is tangible success is going to be different for everyone. Now, yes, we would say seeing you at the Grammys. Yeah, see you, seeing, you know what I mean? Like, so Yachty mm-hmm. popping up in that yeah, yeah. fucking movie Perfect. with Seth Rogen and, and that, uh, what is it called? I don't know, taking a chance or something where she's the Secretary of State and Yachty, Lil Yachty's just there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's, so, it's so out of place. So Yachty's, of place. Yachty's there. So, but Yachty, Yachty's actually kind of funny and, you know, when he does these things, so he's pivoting into other areas. So this idea of tangible success is changing now with social media where artists have now got three, four, five, six, seven million followers on Instagram. They do 10K first week. Like, NLA Chopper's not doing a lot first week, but he's got a pretty rabid social media following. And I think that is changing the idea of what we see as tangible success, where these artists are now finding their little niches and they're heading off into that niche. And now Designer said something really interesting. So this is going to get onto my next point, which I'm going to talk about how you fall off. Designer obviously left good music and he was very unhappy with the situation over there. He said that he was hearing a lot of criticism about himself but he was never able to talk to anyone in power about it. He said uh, he specifically named Kanye and said he was unable to talk to Kanye about these criticisms that he sounded too much like Future. And he said that he felt awkward. But he did say, I have a huge following around the world. I'm going to go off and market to them. So what I think these artists do when they get outside of this major label system, because the major label system is rarely attempting to market to these niches. That's what I've heard. It's what I've seen. It's what I've had conversations about. It seems like as soon as you get part of this major label conversation, they're like, okay, let's bring everyone in. Currency did a great interview a few years ago um, on Rap Radar, and he said when he signed to, uh, it was maybe Atlantic, Columbia, one of them. doesn't matter. They're all the fucking same. He said that all they try to do was get him to send in verses. So put your three verses here. We've got this pop hook. We've got this beat. We'll write the song for you. You just spit the verses. We'll get you on radio. and We'll get you a big fan base. So Currency said he used that. And he's like, I'm going to drag as many people as I can in over this two-year period. Then I'm going to leave. And then whoever stays are going to be genuine fans. Everyone, he's like, I understand that my sales, my show attendance, everything will go down by like 90%. But that extra 10% I've gained by going into this major label system. And I think that what we're seeing a lot of the time on TV at Grammys, AMAs, it's just the major label system, man. You're just seeing who is being put in front of you. And I think that's a huge part of why we're seeing these artists uh, drop off our radar is because they're perceived as not being cool anymore. They're getting too old. The, the label signed someone new. Like when the label signed Lil Nas X, who do you think they got? They would have had to have uh, diverted budget from someone to go to Lil Nas X to get him to number one and to keep him going. So that person then becomes, you know, excess to requirements and their album's not pushed. Look at 2 Chainz. 2 Chainz is still on Def Jam. He sold like 27K this week. He did exactly what I said. He, I actually said he was going to go number nine. It looks like he's going to go 15th. It's going to be his first ever album to chart outside the top 10 when it debuted. And he's still spitting at the same level. He's still just as good as he was in 2012. It's just the label doesn't fuck with him anymore. And I think that's a huge part of how these artists are falling off. But the other, uh, that has been that is a constant throughout history. So that's not unique to the 2010s. Now, the other side of it is how do you fall off? And I think it's actually very easy. And as someone who has... I, I want to frame this the right way. 
Social media is great, but it's also very dangerous. So as someone who's actually built their following organically and like understood, like I've gone from zero to 200,000 across platforms by myself, no major labels, nothing. I've just been on it every day for hours and hours and hours every day. I've done close to my 10,000 hours, you know, and I'm still fucking up on a huge level. Like the other day I went super viral because I didn't know about Obama's drone strikes. You know, like that's the kind of shit that loses you followers. That's the kind of shit that gets you canceled. That's the kind of shit that turns people off you. Now, I'm intelligent. I'm mature. I'm old. Like I've been through a lot of shit in my life. I'm 32 years old and I'm still fucking up. How awful is it for these kids who are like 20, 21, 22 and they don't they haven't gone through this organic process. They started with a couple of hundred thousand followers and then the label's like, "Here, have 5 million." Like, we're going to get you to 5 million. We're going to do all this. We're going to get you um uh what's what's when you get the blue tick and everything on Twitter and Instagram, all that shit. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden now you've got this massive audience who doesn't even know you personally. They don't know who you are. They don't know the way you talk. Now you have to like how it's so easy to get it's so easy to say dumb shit mulatto was trending this morning mulatto was trending and she was getting dragged over something dumb she said doja cat got dragged do you really think that we're gonna see doja cat in two years time i don't think so man i think she probably turned a lot of people off with her with the social media stuff a couple of a couple of months ago whenever it was you know i even saw sia Sia, the the Australian singer, you know, she's chandelier. She was getting fucking monstered, man, because she did a a movie about, um, I think the lead character was autistic. I haven't fully looked into the the movie yet. I haven't seen it. But the autistic community was shitting on her, and she was climbing into the mentions and just abusing autistic people. Bro, she was calling them bad actors. It's just... It's mind-boggling. It's so easy to just wipe it all out in a couple of hours just by tweeting out a bunch of dumb shit. And so look at look at Azealia Banks, man. Like, it's just a perfect example. Like Great example. Look what happened with Iggy Azalea when she just started going at, like... I think she... Didn't she attack Erica Badu or someone? Like, she just did dumb shit, man. Like, that's... The, it's when you have this platform and you don't... You've not been taught how to use it, or the labels are not giving a fuck about you, so you're tweeting. I saw Lil Nas X say the other day on Twitter, and he deleted it immediately, that the label wouldn't pay him for his new video. Like, that's the kind of shit, you know, you're just saying that shit and then delete it. So, I actually think it's quite easy to get cancelled in this day and age, and it's, you know, I think that that's playing a huge part because nowadays everyone's exposed to your you know your thoughts and your feelings and what you randomly want to put up and it's very enticing i guess i i'm personally not enticed to just post random shit about how i'm feeling uh on hip-hop numbers if you see my personal account it's wild it's wild over there some wild shit on that but like on hip-hop numbers and hip-hop numbers too it's not that wild you know it's it's pretty pretty because i'm scared i don't know I don't know what's cool, what's not cool to post. I don't know what's going to get me cancelled or not. It's, it's crazy. So I think that that has played a huge role in this whole thing where the public can turn on you in an instant and all of a sudden you're not cool anymore and we're not fucking with you. Look at the way Youngboy NBA is getting dragged all the time and the way his sales are dipping and dipping and dipping and dipping. Like, people hate that man. And I don't even know why, but I don't know. I, I said a lot there, but, like, I genuinely it's, do think... It's, it's, yeah, um... 
I guess I, I guess I, I guess this is worth evolving this conversation a little bit um, into just the overall sense of what, what I wanted to talk about because uh, I think you just I think I think you've stumbled on something very interesting in terms of uh, I guess figuring out how these people fall off and I guess in one way you can say that they haven't but I am saying it in the term in terms of like like how you mentioned it in terms of like you know. Uh, I guess so. Uh, what you want to call it, uh, mainstream pushes, so to speak, right? You know, when you when you have those when you have those performances, uh, aforementioned performances on like the AMAs or anything AMAs, right? Um, that's a mainstream push, right there. Like you know, your labels, like you know, putting in the word saying like you need to have this person uh, do the performance because they've just dropped an album, etc., 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 right? And obviously, you can't do that for everybody, right? But I think the thing I'm missing in my argument here, and in my just, uh, I guess, uh, wording <laughs> for this episode, right, in general, is how wide everything's gotten. And I think I've said this before, uh, maybe on here, maybe somewhere else, but, like, I, I remember talking about, like, how wide the pie is right now. Maybe it's, it, maybe it's worth uh, adding to this conversation, because... Um, when you obviously have that underground thing, <laughs> where everyone's like, I was, oh, he's not underground, duh, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. And they, and yeah, I've, I know what you mean, right? Because uh, some of the some of the time you just, um, and sometimes I discover an ice, right? And they're just, and I'm just like, wow, have I, have I, have I not heard this person before? But then they got three million like monthly listeners, and I'm just like, huh? Like, what the fuck? Like, I had. How's nobody put me onto this person and their career has like it uh, doesn't really matter how long it's lasted for, but like it's just so fascinating to think about, right? Um, maybe that's worth adding to this conversation. Where um, if I go, <laughs> let me let me look up some of the let me look up some of the artists we've obviously mentioned. Obviously, um, obviously uh, we haven't really mentioned all of the artists that you really uh, that you had to uh, um, sorted, but this, um, this, I like this conversation because how just flowing it is. Uh, it's very fascinating. Private Designer has <laughs> five million six hundred eighty thousand monthly listeners. Yeah, I mean, like, like what? <laughs> Most of them panda bot. Like pandas. <laughs> see, play- you got to think about playlists because if panda pops up on a playlist sure, sure. and it comes on yep. um, mm-hmm. shuffle, you're a Good monthly point. listener. You know. Good point. Good point. Great point. So yeah. I mean, that's that's another that's another part that's another layer to the conversation we can go down as well in terms of just like where are these quote unquote monthly listeners coming from, right? But regardless of that, and we won't just for the sake of time, but I feel like that's worth that dimension is worth adding as it pertains to, um, I guess either um, you can equate it to either people are listening to more artists, and I guess that has to that has to be the case because obviously. Like you said, um, when it when you were talking about um, <clears throat> uh, the Mount Marcy project, um, and obviously saving up to buy one CD, right? How many artists were you discovering in the two thousands? Not as many as you are now, right? And that's just how it is. It's, it's so fucking easy to discover. Even when I complain about people not discovering enough more enough enough in general, and people go, "Oh, there's no there's no good music out." It's like well, you're just not winding your net out enough, right? Even those people have, like, you know, a f- more artists in rotation than they probably would have if they were if they were uh, in Ben's generation, right? 
and I think that's where I think I think that's a, a worthy addition to this conversation. I guess um, adding on to everything I've said and kind of in a way going back, but in a way just adding to um, finding out the reasons why um, people have quote unquote fallen off, and that's how that's how we have to say it now because quote unquote fallen off. They may have fallen off to you. Uh, if you are just uh, you know some regular Joe who you know follows the the same five music Twitter accounts that everyone else follows, then sure, yeah, that person has fallen off in your eyes, right? But you know they have their audiences, and that's just how it is. Um, I feel like there's is as the years will go by. I this is a question I want to ask you actually, and this is kind of. This is kind of out of the realm of uh, what we're talking about, but kind of in it as well. What do you think, right, or when do you think um, will be like the uh, the the <laughs> the, cr- the critical mess, so to speak, uh, for uh, these amount of uh, for the amount of influencers uh, or uh, just artists with you know millions of followers, stuff like that. Because, bro, I don't know when that will happen. I don't think you'll ever stop growing in that sense. Like, the numbers of people that will have, like, a million followers on their uh, on their Twitter or IG or whatever new uh, social media network comes through in the next decades, right? I don't think you'll ever stop. Because even now, there are YouTubers, there are people on Twitter, there are people on IG, wherever, that have tens of millions of followers, maybe a hundred millions of followers, and we've never heard of them. And that may be the exact same thing for music, right? Where, where you know, we whether we've heard of these people or not, they have their own. They have their own ecosystem of people, and we don't know any of them. Even though uh, the even though the world is you know obviously growing in population every day and it's um, you know reaching eight billion soon, like. You still, you st- you still just find out the the you know this this person has ten million followers and just the number the sheer number of that just boggles the mind because ten million people uh, watch I don't know like name a Saturday night you know TV uh, en- entertainment show right that's ten million right there and even in that t- in those terms that's that's really fucking good like if you have a TV show and ten million people watching it live. You got a popping TV show. This is in the UK, by the way. Obviously, US and Australian numbers are probably a bit different. But you know, that's that's popping. That's popping. You are sorted. You are good. You got a good future ahead of you in terms of what that show lifespan is. But now, the landscape is changing where you can be popping, and you can quote unquote fall off, but you're still good because you have a several million followers. And, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can be a little yeti and go into acting if you feel like. Like, you have just the the the, the allowance to do more or to try different things. Um, and, you know, regardless of how people feel about um, someone's musicianship or whatever, which, in my opinion, I don't think um, it is, is kind of where I cynically came to this... Uh, uh, wanted to go through this conversation in a cynical sense of just like, oh, these people ain't got the, the correct musicianship. They're not going to last, right? And, you know, in, in a way I'm right. But, you know, <laughs> but thinking about this now and in the dimension we have, uh, in the dimension we're talking about this now, 
it it just it's just different and i feel like the 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 in this case the floor is literally moving under our feet and we're just not even clocking it you know what i want i would pay to see charlie with panda instrumental playing in the lyrics up in front of him and him spitting that word for word and i'm not trying to shit on you i'm just saying man like i genuinely don't think i think it's pretty skillful the way he spits that like i've i i was the first person to analyze that song on genius and i know it word for word i can't rap it (laughs) it's just complex the way he bends words and you know i think there's all different kinds of levels of musicianship like you know for some people an artist like cannabis you'd be like Oh, he's just a poet like poetry like you know poetry comes easy to some people like it you know i i don't necessarily agree that these artists are not skilled in their own way i think you have to be skilled in some way to rise to the top um and i actually respect designer a lot i think design has been chewed up and spat out pretty badly if you're talking about someone like lil pump lil skies I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm gonna be Lil Xan, I'm gonna be like, all right. I don't know what these guys are doing. Like, it's almost like it's a meme that they're so bad. So yeah. Anyway, that was that point. But I think with what you're saying about like, I think you're 100 percent right with, you know, what what is going to be critical mass. I mean, the whole idea is that humanity is so diverse. You know, when I was when that thing happened with uh, during the week with the Obama drone strikes thing. My, I know my sister uh, goes on Reddit religiously. So I texted her and I said, please tell me you did not see me on Reddit today. Because I was like, this is the perfect thing for fucking Reddit, man. It's got 140,000 likes, this tweet. <laughs> like, this is going to pop up on Reddit somewhere. She's like, no, I didn't see you on Reddit. And I'm like, oh, thank God. She's like, but be, to be fair, I only browse sewing and cross-stitch pages. And I'm like, okay. And I go on there and they've got like millions of subscribers as well, you know. And then I was talking to my friend, uh, you know, I mentioned her a couple of weeks ago about the the whole R. Kelly thing that she didn't even know what happened. She didn't even clock R. Kelly. She didn't know who he, or well, she knows who he is, but she doesn't know anything about the, the fact that he's in jail and the underage girls or anything. But she can tell you a whole bunch of shit about a whole bunch of shit. But, you know, this is just not in her... And that's the thing, man. There's so many different ways. Like, back in the day, now that we have the internet, like, the whole world is opened up to us. There's an infinite amount of things. Like, I had a friend who became a YouTuber, and he said that he wanted to become... Uh, and He wanted to make instructional videos about how to sell fast-moving consumer goods on Amazon. And I was like, bro, that sounds very niche. That sounds... I don't know how you're going to make money off that. Like, that's insane. He makes a shitload of money off that because there's like a certain amount of people in the world who want to do that and they're very engaged. And so, you know, his 20,000 subscribers on YouTube turns into hundreds of thousand dollars a year in revenue from the stuff that he's doing. So like, you know, there's just so many different angles. And the funny thing is that like the other side of this is whenever I've made money and decent money off hip hop numbers, it's never been through Instagram or Twitter. It's never been through promoting shit. That's, that's your resume. That shit is your resume. That is saying, I can command a following. I have product that people actually want to consume. It's the same with what Currency says. You know, That's why he puts out music for free, so that people will come to his shows. And the, the thing I found really fascinating a few years ago was that story about Memphis Bleak going broke. So people probably remember this. Everyone was like, how is Memphis Bleak bankrupt? You know, he, Jay-Z said, as long as I'm alive, he's a millionaire. And even if I die, he's in my will somewhere. So he can just kick back and chill somewhere. Yeah. 
He even got a right rise. A dynasty like my money last three lifetimes. Like, and Memphis Bleak, like, I was listening to um, Duce Fridays on Tidal. He's like, this shit is not real. I've been selling Duce for the last four years, man. I'm like a Duce ambassador. I go around the world selling Duce to clubs. I am very rich. I'm fine. So, like, it's just all this, you know, there's so many different ways to make money. There's so many different ways to diversify. And the thing is, we, we clown these people, and it's it's actually kind of funny because as Charlie talks about these little ecosystems that these people have created, we're in a little ecosystem our, ourselves on hip-hop Twitter. You know, we think, oh, so-and-so hasn't had a charting hit in f- three years. They must have fallen off. That person's probably chilling mm. somewhere, selling something, Big making chilling. millions of dollars. And we never see them anywhere. We're like, oh, man, they're, yep. they're washed. They're out. Bro, they could be... Yep. Look at look at Chameleonaire. Look at Chameleonaire. The guy is a fucking property magnate, Okay. And you haven't heard anything <laughs> from him since like 06. Everyone's like, oh, Chameleonaire yeah. fell off. I was guilty of that. I actually said mm-hmm. Chameleonaire fell off. Everyone's like, no, 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 bro. Google him. You see what the fuck he's up to. And yeah, he's he's doing pro- he's flipping property, man. He's 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 killing it right now. So there's all the different angles to this to drag it all the way back to these particular artists. I understand when Charlie says the musicianship thing, because I do think that Little B created this generation, and I'm going to get a bit existential here, but it's I find it very fascinating the way Little B created his music, and I was drawn to it immediately. Those white flame mixtapes, those flame mixtapes, I was all over it, because it's just so anti-perfectionist, and I was a perfectionist for most of my life, and when I stopped being a perfectionist, shit went crazy i started doing actual numbers i started making actual money i started doing because perfectionism sucks man you get nothing done like the first 85 percent of something is done very quickly that last 15 percent takes forever to get it to 100 percent, and that last 15 percent is not where the value is most of the time for an artist like kendrick for an artist like cole for an artist like kanye yes that's where the value is but for an artist like Designer, for Yachty, for Fetty Wap, for Kodak Black, for Uzi, that's not where the value is, man. It's not in that last 15%. I would say for the majority of artists across history in hip-hop, across history in most genres, the value, if we're attaching uh, commercial relevance and commercial success, the value is not in that final 15%. And I think, you know, this this was already happening in the, early, the late 90s and early 2000s in rock music. You know, if anyone knows about Casio Tone for the Painfully Alone, I don't know if anyone out there knows it, but I really hope that someone else has told Credence that they love him and you will get that and you will probably cry a little bit when you hear that because <laughs> that shit was affecting. But like this kind of music was already happening back then, you know? So this is just a natural progression for hip hop to go in the direction of let's just not put as much effort in and see how low we can get that quality bar until the commercial stops, you know, falls off. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, where can we, is it 85%? Is it 80%? Is it 70%? Is it 60%? That's a valid thing to do. I'm not going to shit on people for doing that. I personally am not really going to connect with the music that well if I can tell you've put 50% effort into it. But a huge portion of people are, and people would just say that's just efficiency in business. You know, do the least for the most. And so... Yeah, I understand exactly what Charlie's talking about, and I think that that doesn't plague this generation, but it certainly defines it. I mean, that's what the SoundCloud era is, right? Like, it's the lo-fi shit. So, 
Now I can see, I can understand, I can understand that that criticism. It it does make sense to me. I mean, if you say it, if you say it, if it defines the generation, does does it plague it? <laughs> well, it doesn't have to plague it. I mean, if you see it as a negative thing, then yes, oh, it, sure, it doesn't it. have to. But like, but I mean, but see, the thing is, like, I don't see my removal of perfectionism as negative. I fuck up. The other day, I did this huge that Griselda post. I spent so long on it. It was all in Australian dollars, for fuck's sake. Like, bro. <laughs> but see, my perfectionism kicked in because I had to remove it and I had to redo it again. But if I was being efficient, all I would have done is in the comments just written, actually, this is in Australian dollars. Just convert it to American. And then I would have saved myself 15 hours of work. But that one I couldn't do. But, you know, like, so... I don't know, man. Like, it depends on what you think. Like, people love Young Boy NBA. I actually like the new Future and Uzi project that probably look i like the future and drake project it took them six days for fuck's sake man like that's they weren't trying to create watch the throne with that they were just trying to put something out so uh, for me it's not a plague but i can understand why some people would say it's plague this generation uh the the thought the thought just dawned upon me of like how the fuck am i gonna title and like what am i gonna put in the show notes (laughs) We've gone so like all over the place. It's, like, it's probably like the most wide ranging like fucking episode we've had. Like it's, I just don't know. <laughs> it's a weird I had one thought and then it's just like sprayed into like four different things. Oh my gosh. Oh stress. I don't know what I'm gonna write, but <laughs> see what happens. It's a weird app. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a bit interesting as well, actually. I think. I think. Um, I think I think there's some interesting uh, uh, conversations to be had, and and I think conversations that can easily be <clears throat> delved into more um, in terms of like specifics. Like I th- I think we it was easy like four or five things that we individually said that could easily just be dipped into a little bit more um, into detail. But you know we only have a podcast worth and uh, not not hours on end. So. Uh, uh, might as well leave it there and uh, hop on to a note that is preferably lighter. Do you have something? Some people call it a lighter note. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I, I've I've recently, um, like, uh, personally, like, I find it so interesting thinking about. Um, like I'm, I'm actually. I, so today I actually downloaded. Um, I downloaded uh, my entire, well, not entirely, but uh, like th- the information I want uh, from my Facebook account. Uh, because if you guys listen to what's good, you know that I'm, I've been consistently talking about for the past few weeks. Um, I'm gonna delete. I'm gonna delete my Facebook by the end of the year. Uh, Giving myself that mission to do so, and uh, I was looking at. I was just looking at the time frame, right? It was from October, 22nd of October, 2009, uh, to yesterday, 21st of November, right? And I was just like, I don't know. I I, I was just thinking, right, uh, in terms of just how... um, and it actually links to kind, of, I guess, to kinds of the conversations we were having about like social media and that. But like, how much of my life right now has been uh, either influenced by just social media shit 
or just documented on social media now, right? Because most of the photos I take, right, I put on Instagram and then I delete off off my phone, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know, I don't know why I do it, but I just do it, right? Um, because I'm 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 a person that just likes to have a clean folder of everything. I mean, and like I I keep some, but I don't keep them all. Um, and these days I usually just take pictures of sunsets and then just post them into Liam. So <laughs> I don't need to keep every single one. There's only a few I keep, like, cause they just look super hot. Um, but I just find it fascinating of how much, and you know, Ben can attest to this right now. Um, before we recorded like off wax, he was just like, I, I said to him, I was like, you, you, you seem in a real zero fucks given mood. And he was like, <laughs> what well, did you see by the... <laughs> <laughs> by the young boy NBA and Earl Sweatshirt tweet, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of why I, that's kind of why I thought that. Um, so I just I just find it interesting of how um, ingrained like all of this shit is in our lives right now. Like it's actually fascinating, and I can't. It's it's super hard to th- fathom right now because the reason why I'm getting rid of Facebook is because there's nothing for me there anymore. Like mm. genuinely, I don't see anything in that for me anymore, apart from maybe Messenger, which I'm gonna try and stay on. Um, I don't know if I can do that, but hopefully I can. But um, yeah, on the actual app Facebook, there's nothing for me. Like every time I log on, is to is to share some five E shit, you know, the podcast or whatever, and then I scroll through a little bit maybe there's a video that I feel like watching. Maybe there's a there's a meme that someone shared and it's funny. But most of the time it's just, I, I just don't care. <laughs> like 90, 95% of the time, I just do not care. Like I looked at the minutes. My average minutes on Facebook is like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, hmm. It's actually just pointless. It's so pointless to me. Um, so I, I just find that I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a very reflective point which i always am uh when it comes to the end of the year i always get very reflective over you know what i've listened to over the year obviously doing the end of year list i've actually locked in my uh, 15 songs of the year this uh today super hot like oh so much heat like i've actually uh i've, I've coordinated it in a in like a in obviously playlist format but um like I've, I've actually like set up the actual like where every song goes and see if they flow together and it's oh it's slapping so nice it's a solid hour of just heat um anyway but yeah there's stuff like that um you know i do a little write up at the end of the year like before new year's i like to do that i just get very reflective and uh with something like facebook especially which i have been on since 2009 for fuck's sake and i'm about to delete it it's just it's just interesting like thinking about full circles all that kind of uh you know existential bollocks it's just fascinating to me in terms of how uh, how long it's actually been with us now. Like for I I don't know about you, maybe like maybe half of your life, but definitely more than three quarters of my nearly. Three, it's going to be three quarters of mine soon. Like it's just it's just crazy to think about. It's very interesting because I remember a time prior to all this. You know, like I remember when we had my. Oh, so do I. We, so do I. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like I was like, let's see, I would have been like past twenty before this really took. I remember someone sending me a Facebook invite, and I was like twenty one, and I was like, or twenty, and I was like, man, I'm not going on Facebook. Fuck that shit. Like, what the fuck is Facebook? So it's fascinating when people <laughs> go down this path, and a lot of people have in my life, and they've end up going back to these apps because. They're like, I'm going to get rid of this app. And then 
you know, focus on the real world. And then you realize everyone else is still focused on the apps and there's no one focusing on the real world. Like, and then you just mm. like, oh shit. And so there's, you know, when I was younger, obviously we were all in the same boat. We all had to entertain each other and entertain ourselves. We'd go to the beach, we would watch TV and actually watch it together. We would, you know, we would do shit and not be distracted by our phones at all. Nowadays, you try and do that and then you might have one or two friends who are doing that at the same time, but most of your friends are still on these apps and still in these places and you're not, it, 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 to me, when I did it, I felt very shut out of the conversation because they were still conversing, they were still posting, they were still doing all this shit on these apps and I was not on them mm. anymore and I was like, I'm actually getting left out here. And then the problem is it's like, it's almost like sugar, you know, you like, you, you don't eat sugar for a while and you're like, oh, I feel better but I do kind of miss it. I'll just have a little bit. You can't just have a little bit. That shit is like, you know, that really gets, you know, and that's the thing. You get straight back into that neural pathway, uh-huh. which becomes a neural uh-huh. highway and you're stuck, man. You, you get stuck. Yep. And so I find yep. it fascinating when people genuinely try to remove themselves from these apps because it's, I, I commend it and I wish that I could do it too, but they, they come back and I'm like, why? And they're like, I got lonely out there in the wilderness. You know, like there's no one else out here with me. And I'm like, holy shit, man, we're getting fucked by this stuff. But at the same, by that same token, like we just used to watch heaps more TV or we just used to, you know, mainly just TV. We used to watch six to eight hours a day on a weekend of TV. Nowadays, it'd be six to eight hours of just sitting in front of a fucking computer playing games or something. So Facts. I don't know, man. That shit is that shit numbs your brain, but like genuinely, the amount of fucking advertising that gets shoved down your throat is confronting. Like it's scary to scary to pro, to to think about. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the one the one thing I always think about when it comes to uh social media, and I I forgot who said this. I don't know if it was on like the social dilemma documentary or just like in or just some tweet I saw, but um. They said, uh, uh, I think, I think the term was like, uh, "There's only two places um, people are referred to as users: social media and drugs." Mm, <laughs> it's just like that's a bar. That's, <laughs> that's <true>. a bar. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying that's a fucking bar yeah. and a half. You know what I mean? So, that's like, fun. thinking about it like that is, is, and you know, you're talking about it in terms of sugar, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can definitely see that, and you know. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, like, you know, the only reason I was on Facebook, like, even before lockdown, right, was to, uh, uh, just look up if there were shows going on, right, event page, the event page, right, and it's like, oh, look, oh, yeah, just is coming through, yes, that's great, let me see, let me see what's up, you know what I mean, stuff like that, and, um, you know, and there's obviously places where I can obviously change that up and, you know, find a different place to get my kind of stuff when, that, when, that, uh, when shows initially come back, um, but, yeah, it's just... I, I get what you mean. It is it, it can it, it can be that for a lot of people. Um, hopefully, it ain't like that for me. Because if I go to Facebook, I'll feel ashamed of shit. Like fuck. <laughs> oh, there, I'd have to be I'd have to be a place if I'm on Facebook again. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because honestly, bro, like, and this is just Facebook, right? There is no fucking way I'm getting off Twitter or Instagram at any time soon. <laughs> There is no fucking way, and I am completely understand. I I I'm fully aware of that fact. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. fully fucking aware. I get off Instagram or Twitter no time soon. It's never gonna happen for me. I'm I generally think it won't happen. Um, but 
Facebook, yeah, that I've I think I've I've had it's it's been brewing for the past couple of years, so I'm 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 ra- I'm I'm ramping myself up to it. And hopefully, I don't return. If I do, you all have you every person that listens to this has full permission to come see me and slap me in the face. You have my permission, okay? Fuck, <laughs> but man. then in that all case, right. I won't I won't tell you. <laughs> ben, come you... to UK and slap me in the face if I come back uh. on Facebook again, right? I want to come to the UK. This is bullshit happened, man. Like, what the fuck? Fucking COVID. Yeah, I, know. You were I was going to be September, there. Right? I would have been yeah, there. This yeah. is this fucking November. We would have already hung out. We would have done the Jay-Z episode. would have been, would have been oh, massive. Yeah, we were supposed to do it like that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah we're going to do it sitting uh, across oh, oh, from actually, one another. Actually, and... that... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We were supposed to do it. We were supposed to do it. Yeah, September. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but actually, speaking of that, might as well finish up there, actually. It's kind of a good place to finish. From the Fifth Element Podcast Network, this has been Digging Digits. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Chaito from the Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. Next week, throughout December, we are doing three episodes on. He just mentioned it. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing Jay Z. <laughs> we're gonna do three episodes on Jay Z. Uh, we're gonna have some Young Hove up into Young just like little, little eras. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited honestly because there's there's actually a lot there's there's more albums I haven't listened to fully than have listened to fully for Jay. So uh, I'm gonna be coming through with some fresh ears on on a couple of these projects. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and obviously Ben is the the go-to guy um, uh, apart from A and J. Uh, <laughs> I think Ben's like a solid second, solid second place under, under A and J. I'm gonna uh, take but, second. I take yeah, second yeah, behind A and J. A and J's a legend. I'll take second. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting uh, next few, for next few episodes. Obviously, uh, ringing out the year. Uh, December is obviously uh, the, the month of uh, Jay-Z drops. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, with that said, until then, have a good week. We always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for this show is piece of video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chill Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fulfillment, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and Chill Records will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth and Podcast Network and Hip Hop by Numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, which I'll see you next time on Digging in the Digits.